At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Back on VEASAN's Primetime Action, live from the South Point Hotel Casino here in Las Vegas. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin betting sports. Kelly, you just made a live wager, yes? Matt and I both did, right? Matt, did you get in? Yeah, Yankees one, plus 126 for me. Yeah, we both went in on the Yankees. He's got a better number than I did, though. What'd you get? Well, plus 117. So down 3-1. to one. And what are we in, the third now? Third inning? We are top of the third. Top of the third. And I think Matt and I both had the same thought in mind. We've talked about this on the show a lot. Mm-hmm. Let, the, let that lineup turn over. Go back to the top of the lineup for the Yankees. Uh, I let one out happen, but then they're uh, back at the top of the lineup now. So I thought it was a good, good time for a bet. We'll see how it pans out. Yeah, the Rangers from being a plus 280 dog uh, up two runs are now a minus 180 favorite. That's how live lines work. By the way, uh, this uh, Giants-Reds game, uh, Giants are up five to one, but just uh, a a little commentary about replay in Major League Baseball. Top of the eighth, uh, there was one out and a runner at first, and Wilmer Flores hits a double um, down the left field line. As he goes into second, um, a tag is a, you know very calmly applied to him, just in case he gets off the base. He probably in his I don't know, in his natural motion, left the base for probably about a millimeter above it, out. Now, do you like that with replay in baseball? It's so against what the, the spirit of the game. 
replay was not intended for that. It it wasn't. But I guess if it's, I mean, if it's an option. He's right? out. He's out. I guess. I but mean, it's just—it's it, just like this it, was not what it was. That is—that uh, is tough. You're right because it's—it—it it, it was not intended for that. No. But like, if you're not gonna, like, you gotta use—if you have replay, use it for things that you can make a definitive answer on, right? And if you're saying to yourself, "Are you talking through your bet?" Yes, I am. The uh, the Mets double to open up the seventh, so uh, runner on second for them off of Max Free, who they did bring back out, even though he had reached, I believe, 93 pitches through. Yeah, he's yeah he had he came back out at 93 pitches through six innings. Um, that being said, it looks like they're talking to him and he might be done. Um, we'll see. But leadoff double there for the Mets in the top of the seventh. Look at that! Look at that base in that foot! Look at that! Out Wilmer Flores at second base. Uh, Garrett Cole now 60 strikeouts without a walk, uh, the most in MLB history. But Rangers up as we mentioned three to one on the Yankees. Kelly, all the other scores. Yeah, I'm just waiting for this three one pitch to Aaron Judge. I'm just right down the middle. Just give us what one one swing of the bat, Matt. Let's tie this up. That's what I'm thinking. That would I don't be think fun to get there, though. Hockey, uh, Bruins, Capitals tied at two still, and double play. Oh no, not double play because they only need one out. <laughs> out of the <laughs> inning and to the Rangers. Over, anyways, NHL Bruins, Capitals tied at two. Seven and a half minutes left to go in the second period. Bruins a minus one forty five live favorite. Capitals plus one fifteen. Six and a half. The live total juice to the over. Uh, Predators and Hurricanes, 1-1, end of the first period. Uh, live numbers on this one. Uh, Hurricanes, minus 190. Predators, plus 155. And 5.5, and the live total. You're not allowed to lead by more than a goal in this hockey postseason. Yeah, it's been wild. It's not allowed. What, what, what has it been, like four of six games that went to overtime? Like There's only been like a couple games. Three that happened, of four right? have gone to overtime. We're going to find out if these two go to overtime. But nobody has had a two-goal lead ever. It's crazy. Uh, Giants up on the Reds, 5-1, to one, top of the eighth. Mets Braves still scoreless, uh, as Matt mentioned just a bit ago. Mets uh, minus 140 live. Braves, Braves plus 110. And 2.5 your live total. Shaded to the over, but still 2.5. Cubs up on the Nats, 4-3, to three, bottom of the fifth. Uh, if you want to hop in live there, Cubs minus 280. Nationals plus 225. And 10.5 is the total. White Sox up on the Twins, 6-1, to one, bottom of the fourth. Uh, if you want to hop in live, you can get eight to one on the Twins right now. Twelve and a half is the live total in that game. And uh, Rangers up on the Yankees. You can get a better price than you got than Matt Brown and I did on the Yankees, plus one fifty-five right now, and nine and a half the live total in that game. I'm seeing a plus one sixty-three, and I am tempted, but I am not doing it. I just going to wait a, the next half inning. I may do that, but I, I just have a feeling. I have a feeling about this uh, Rangers offense take, tonight. Jason Weingarten, right? He, yeah, he was on. He was Rangers. on him. He was on him. Um, okay, we are, we're going to bring in Jonathan Von Tobel here from the Vegas Stats and Information Network momentarily to talk all things baloncesto. That's uh, for you listening in Spanish, by the way. All things basketball in the NBA. Um, Play-in fever, uh, the postseason series that have already been determined. We've talked about them. We've talked about different props tonight. Uh, but let's get uh, the opinion of an actual expert on the subject who crunches the numbers. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin. This is VEASAN's Primetime Action, and this is Jonathan Von Tobel from the Vegas Stats and Information Network. How you doing, JVT? Good, man. Sorry, I was, I was actually I was looking for that expert that you were talking about, but I guess I will do <laughs> for you guys. Ah, I see what you did there. Uh, do you have play-in game fever, for goodness sakes? I mean, I, well, yeah, I, for specifically one, too, right? I mean, how can you not be excited for Steph, LeBron, Lakers, Warriors, uh, I, I honestly think, you know, you guys always, whenever you guys have me on, 
every once in a while you give me the sports radio question. Yes. So I'll, I'll do the sports radio bit really quickly. I don't know how you're not excited to watch Steph Curry in this kind of a format after what he did in the regular season. Like he was absolutely spectacular. He picked this team up by the scruff of their pants. It was like, we're going to the play in game despite Draymond vocally saying he didn't care about it. Uh, Steph's been incredible. So I think just from an anecdotal standpoint, I don't know how you can't be excited for that one game specifically because I think it's going to be incredible. You know I love the Warriors, man. But let me just ask you a question. Obviously, the Lakers destroyed them twice this year. Just absolutely destroyed them. Do you read into that when you handicap a game like this? I mean, I think you have to read into it to a certain extent, right? Because there is something there in terms of matchups when you look at it. You know, I don't think there's really true front court presences that can handle AD and LeBron James when they're on the floor together. And, you know, Draymond Green's going to be on an all-defensive team this year, Gil. But, you know, one-on-one with either one of those guys, he gives up quite a bit of size uh, to both of them. And I think that's a matchup that favors the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, the front court's been decimated for injury if we're talking about center for the Golden State Warriors. And so if you have those AD at the five lineups, what are they going to do against them? So I do think there is something to read into those. And I do think, you know, when you're looking at this from a line perspective, Circa bottomed out at Lakers minus four. This is the value spot, I think, where you're looking at with the Lakers, right? This is a number that opened up at DraftKings and FanDuel seven or seven and a half, depending on where you look. I get the Lakers injury situations. I get the concerns. But there's still matchups here that work very much in their favor. And the Warriors' power rating is at an all-time high at this point right now. So I do think if we're looking at what happened in the first two matchups, what you see on the court, and what we're looking at from a number perspective, you know, there is some value here in the Los Angeles Lakers now at this point. So the closest uh, series as far as series lines go right now, John, is Hawks and Knicks. We're sitting right now basically a coin flip over at DraftKings, 114 on the Knicks, 112 on the Hawks. I think I'm going to sit back and just enjoy this series. Kelly is on the Hawks, makes a good point. I understand why that would be. I mean, I kind of like look at is, is this a series where as long as the Hawks can – neutralize Julius Randle, then maybe they should be able to to handle this one. I'm not going to say easily, easily, but uh, should be able to handle the series. But, man, everybody has not been able to handle Julius Randle throughout the course of the season so far. So uh, what do you feel about this series? Is this a – is this a if you had to bet it, which way would you bet it? And are you just probably going to sit, sit back and, and, and take a look at this one? No, I'm in on Atlanta. You know, Kelly and I actually talked. Kelly's going to be on the podcast this week, the Harvard Handicappers. We've got an early edition coming out uh, early tomorrow. <laughs> And we were talking about this earlier today, Matt. I think Atlanta matches up really well with New York. And we we can go really across. And I think one of the things that was pointed out to me in social media, which is very much worth part of the discussion, right? We brought it up with the Lakers. Well, the Knicks are two or three and oh against the Hawks this season. How can they be favored? And in some spots they are. How can you like them? Well, if you look at those, right? Danilo Gallinari didn't play in two. Bogdan Bogdanovich didn't play in one. Trey Young actually left one game early, and that was in the third quarter when they were up by eight or nine points and were comfortably ahead and in control of that contest if you were watching it, which they eventually lost in overtime. So, But I think there's matchups here that really work in their favor. They have the wing defenders to really handle anybody else outside of a Julius Randle. We could see a situation where if you're Atlanta from a defensive standpoint, go ahead, Julius Randle, get yours. Can you score 40, 50, like 40 points every single night in this series? If guys like Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, you know, um, Reggie Bullock, if they're not going off and scoring and contributing as well, are you going to be able to do this on your own, especially when we have the offensive talent outside of this? We have so many guys along the wing. We have lineups in which all five guys will be able to shoot threes at a very consistent and high rate. I just think there's really a lot to like here for the Atlanta Hawks in this kind of a matchup of what I think is fascinating though, is the series price, right? You know, the Knicks finished with a, was it the fourth or fifth best ATS record of all time? I know Ben Fox tweeted it out. 
that we've seen in the NBA. This has been a team that has been very undervalued. We saw as high as a buck fifty on Atlanta. I think that's what the Superbook opened up. We saw other spots open. I think it was bet online over overseas that opened them up as a favorite. The New York Knicks. This has been a really wild price, but I do think ultimately. I had this price at about a dollar thirty for the Atlanta Hawks. I think this is a series in which they should be favored and which they should win. What is the series? And maybe it's the one you just mentioned, but beyond the Hawks over the Knicks, what's the series that's already been determined, the four fives and the three sixes beyond that one that you think has the most value? Is it the Blazers or is it one of the other two big favorites? So, you know, Gil, looking at them all, the one that I think in terms of value and looking at Tibet. I don't really see a lot, right? Like if we look at, for example, like the Los Angeles Clippers, the Clippers were a team that I really wanted to back here early on. And we're looking at like $4 and maybe you can offset that going into the exact series price market. Right. Uh, but if you look at it, like Clippers to win at five, which I think is what they're going to be able to do. You're only getting plus 225 there. I wanted a little bit more coming back on something like that. I think if you look at Portland and Denver, for example, I do think that Denver is going to be able to match up very well. Uh, with the Portland Trailblazers, especially that front court. And I think if we're talking about pre-series bets to make, that would probably be below the Atlanta Hawks play at this point right now. And maybe you get a cheaper price as we get closer because there's some some support for Portland. But I think when you look at what has ailed Portland throughout this entire season, well, they have a really good advantage in the backcourt with Damian Lillard and C.M.J. McCollum versus a very shorthanded court. But right, Will Barton, all of these guys are very banged up and injured. Monte Morris. The Denver Nuggets should be able to score at will in the restricted area. I think when you look at what Portland has not been able to do from a defensive standpoint all year long, bottom 20s in terms of frequency of attempts given up at the rim, bottom 20s in terms of opponent shooting within four feet of the basket, within four to four feet of the basket or short mid-range as it's labeled on cleaning the glass. I think there's a lot of really good uh, metrics that favor the Denver Nuggets in a matchup like this. So I'm sitting there and hoping, because we're starting to look at like some spots, again, pretty tight, that maybe you're going to get something in the range of like, I'll say like minus 110, maybe pick, or maybe even a small dog price on Denver once we get closer to these series starting. Because I think Denver is in a really good spot here, but I'm just not sure this current price. I think I see like a buck 20 in some spots, minus 117, that I want to go there at this point. So, John, you bring up this, you know, in that Clippers series, which I think is pretty interesting here. So, if, you know, you look at the Clippers who now have moved to, you know, even bigger favorites in the last half hour than they were when we started the show. We're watching lines, lines move in real time here. And you look, and as you said, I mean, if you think that this is a fairly quick series, if you think that this is a as, as outmatched as, as the odds suggest, the under five and a half, you're still getting plus 105. I mean, you're you're giving, you're getting the, the Mavericks one game there, and you're still winning at plus money as opposed to having to lay the massive number on the Clippers, I mean, at 400 right now, is if, if you're going about this, is that the way you would, would tackle this series? Yeah, I, I think so, Matt. Because, I mean, look, so we could go back to last year, right? And remember, in that bubble situation, the Clippers were pretty shorthanded. Montrezl Harrell was not at the bubble until the very last minute because of some personal tragedy. Uh, their backcourt was pretty ravaged by injury, too. Remember, they had Reggie Jackson playing some very serious minutes defensively against Luka Doncic. But this team is a little bit different now. And, and I think when you look at the second half, this is more of the Clippers team that I expected this year. This is a top 10 defensive efficiency team since the second half of the season started. This is the best offense in the NBA from a shooting perspective in terms of shooting percentage. There are top 10 teams in terms of frequency of three-point shots. They are one of the best, if not the best offensive teams. I haven't checked for a couple of days. Might be top three in terms of efficiency for the season. And they have gotten better. And, of course, they're now getting healthier, right, with Serge Ibaka returning to this team. But the one thing that you really like is, 
the standpoint of continuity. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard surpassed the amount of possessions they played together uh, almost two weeks ago now. So we have much more time together with the two best players on this team. But then you have the other side. I thought guys like, and we can talk about all the numbers, Dallas, you know, in the bottom half of the league, you're near the 20s in terms of defensive efficiency. That last game of the regular season was Dallas wrapped up into one game. It was Dallas in a defensive position, or excuse me, defensively, not being able to handle the Minnesota Timberwolves, a team with a high end on the offensive side. And this is what the Clippers are going to be able to do. I just, I haven't liked this Dallas team for most of the season. It's a seventh seed that ran it back and finished a little bit higher. They have a lot of flaws in the defensive end, and you're taking on one of the best offensive teams in the league with a much higher ceiling defensively than some of the numbers dictate from a season-long perspective. So, yeah, I think this is a really good matchup for the Clippers, man. So if I am betting this, you know, like we talked about, right, Clippers to win in 4-1, Clippers to win 4-1 plus 225. If you want to do 4-2, it's 4-1, you know, four to one, and these are numbers at DraftKings. That's the way I would rather attack this at this point. Talking to Jonathan Von Tobel from the Vegas Stats and Information Network. JVT, I'm, I'm beating this drum. Uh, I might be out on an island with this, but I'm curious your, th- <clears throat> pardon me, your thoughts on this. The Clippers played this perfectly. They punted on a game against the Rockets. Then they go ahead. <clears throat> they could look at the scoreboard last night and say, oh, we better kind of you know not maximize our chances to win this game against OKC. We don't want to face the Blazers. Play with me here. Just work with me. But more importantly, we don't want to face the Lakers in either the first or second round. We can ensure we can ensure that by losing both of those games. They did. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, on the other hand, uh, they went ahead and they beat the Miami Heat this weekend. A game where the Heat were punting by by sitting Jimmy Butler out. And by doing that, although it was still mathematically possible for Milwaukee to get to the number two seed, it was still highly unlikely. So Milwaukee really ensured that they were going to take on the Heat in the 3-6. Now, regardless of how you feel, if this is not a Heat team that is as good as last year's, or that the Bucks are justifiably almost a $3 favorite, doesn't it at the very least mean that the Bucks have the single most pressure of any team in any playoff series this postseason in the first round? Oh yeah, I would I would completely agree with that, right? Like just just this rematch alone, it's it's absolutely nuts. And, and Gil, you think about this too. It's not only facing the team that eliminated to you eliminated you very quietly over the last 15 games. You know who has a top five offensive efficiency rating? Uh-huh. It's the Miami Heat. Yeah. You know who has shot about 40 percent from three over the last 15 games? It's Miami Heat. And so like their defense, to be completely fair, hasn't been on par as we have seen early on. But I've been really consistent with this. And you know, I, I do have a ticket on the Heat to win the Eastern Conference at 15 to 1, which is if the Heat can find their three-point shooting, much like they did last year, especially in that matchup against Milwaukee Bucks, they are just as dangerous as the team they were a season ago. Because I just personally believe we have a large enough sample size for Miami. They can play very well defensively. They can be a top 10 defense. It's about fixing what was going on with that offense. And now we're growing on about a 20-game sample size here that the offense has started to turn around, that the three-point shooting has started to come around. And the other thing that I have been kind of beating my drum about here throughout the season is you can kind of miss me here with the, hey, the Bucks are switching more. Because regardless, for the third consecutive season, we're talking about a team that ranks about 23rd in perimeter defense, that ranks about 26th in corner three-point shooting for opponents, beyond the excuse me, above the break three-point shooting is in the 20s as well. This has been a problem for this team. And if the Heat can shoot the ball like they have been over the last 15 games, they have the game plan for Giannis, why would this not be another situation where it's a matchup nightmare for Milwaukee and they now face all the pressure because progressively now, Eastern Conference Finals, you had a 2-0 lead and you lost it. You didn't make it out of the second round, and now the team that eliminated you is facing you in the first round. You've gotten progressively shorter in your stints of the postseason. I would completely agree with that.
The Heat aren't beating the Nets. You can burn that ticket. But um, the, we'll, uh, let's look at the uh, NBA championship. Uh, these odds. So the Nets sitting plus 250 right now. Lakers 4-1. to one, Clippers 5-1. to one. Is there anything that if you were like, okay, someone out there, casual better, doesn't wants, wants to lay a little bit, win a lot. What do you think is the best dart throw? Is it is there a dart throw out there that you think is is the absolute best? And maybe you're maybe you're going to say it's the Heat at thirty to one. I don't really know. Like I just I feel like man, and because by the way, you know I, I made that Heat ticket. I made that like right before the All Star break, right, right mm-hmm. where they wouldn't that like eleven to one run or whatever it was. And I still think they can be pretty good. But like outside of this, this looks like a bracket that breaks like somewhat top heavy. You know what I mean? Like like the Los Angeles Clippers. My finals pick is Clippers and Nets. You know, I agree with you mm-hmm. that watching this Nets team when they're at their peak, I, I don't think anybody's really stopping them at this point right now, especially if we're going to get all three of those guys on the floor together. So, like, I guess, I mean, it's not even like a massive dart throw, but if we're talking about the Jazz, like the Jazz have a potentially mm-hmm. favorable path to a Western Conference Finals berth, uh, but they do have to get over a Clippers team that is assuming that they move on, that I think is a matchup nightmare for them. So I just think the problem with something like that is in, in a bracket that I think is going to eventually break top heavy for some of these best teams, I, I couldn't really recommend like a yeah. dark throw really for anybody. No, I'm with you. I'm saying is I just I, I I value I think so highly of the Nets. It's just yeah. and it's just very hard for me to say like oh yeah you know any of these thirty forty fifty to ones to, to win it all. I just don't I don't know if they win. I don't know if they beat them in a series. It's weird to say that, Gil, but I I don't know if they beat them in a series once out of 30 times. I don't know if no, they did. I agree. I mean, it, I'm with you, Clippers and Nets in the finals. I've been with you the whole way on that, JVT. Who, who's the conference finals? Who do the Nets play? Who do the Clippers play? So I'll go with, this. looking at the way the bracket could fall, you know, I still think it's going to be the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. You know, I, I, the Suns guys since the All-Star break have been the 20th best defense in the league over the last 15 games or so. They've been about 26th. The defense has started to regress a little bit here. So I'll go Clippers and Lakers again in the in a Western Conference Finals. And in the East, you know, I think we're going to get a what we wanted. I think we're going to get a Philly-Brooklyn Eastern Conference Final. Okay, there it is. Just the question I just the question uh, that the most want to know uh, should yeah. be fun. The Nets, obviously, the prohibitive favorite in the East. Uh, more of a scrum in the West with Utah and Phoenix on top. Jonathan Von Tobel, everybody. You can follow him on Twitter at MeJVT, Senior Analyst for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Thank you, JVT. Appreciate it as always, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I always appreciate it. JVT. Uh, and while we're talking to JVT, still 3-1 to one Rangers over the Yankees. Now in the fourth, the top of the fourth down there in Texas, Jordan Lyles doing his thing. And the Giants figuring out, uh, trying to figure out a way to botch this game against Cincinnati. They blew a couple games to the Pirates this weekend. Yeah. So the pen is uh, back at it. Six to three now, Giants in the bottom of the eighth, but one man on for the Reds, and I think already two homers this inning, if and, I'm not mistaken. And the Mets did get to the Braves there in the top of the seventh, up two to nothing against the Braves, still with uh, bases loaded with two outs to go in that one. All right, we have a score in hockey. Carolina, once down, one to nothing to the Predators. Game one of their best of seven series. They have scored not only once, but twice now. Hurricanes, Andy McNeil's pick of the night along with the Bruins. Uh, right now leading that one two to one. In again, game one of that best of seven series. Two to two in the other one between the Bruins and the Caps. We'll come back. We'll update everything going on. Is that a base hit for the Yankees? Yes, it is. Yankees trying to make some noise now. Is that a one-out triple? It is a one-out triple. Joey Gallo had a beat on this, and it bounces. Oh, just, oh, no, it does not bounce off his glove. Just out the reach 
uh, of his glove. Brett Gardner with a triple, two-out triple, Yankees down two. We'll update everything next right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Back on VEASAN's primetime action on a Monday night. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin. Oh, we have a uh, we have a tweet? What is this? 
Let's go to the tweeters. This was this was a couple of the over uh, over the weekend regular season finale stuff wrapping up that just caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Tony Snell, first player to record a 50-50-100 season. Now I don't know how many free throws. I was just about to say how many took, free throws did he shoot? But it's minimum a hundred. So even if he even if he shot a hundred, I'm still I'm still gonna give him a, a an applause for uh for that. Make all a hundred free throws. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and then Kyrie Irving, he joins the 50-40-90 club, the yeah. ninth member, uh, I think that was, ever. This this was kind of wild looking at the, the list of people that's on here. Steve Nash four times did this in his career. It's unbelievable to me. And then I guess I'm kind of surprised Steph hasn't done it more than once. Huh, I am too. Well, I wonder if it is if it's with Steph that he takes so many threes that it's hard to get to the 50% field goal percentage. I wonder if that's it. Um, by the way, Tony Snell, the answer to the question is doop to doop to do. Uh, yeah, I'm getting word from downstairs that he shot less free throws than that, so it must be a combination of all that. I see. Okay, I was going to say I didn't, I didn't find it. Um, that's interesting. And so Kyrie, 50, 40, and 90. By the, by the way, did you hear the NBA Hall of Fame class uh, for yeah. 2021? By the way, amazing class this year with Kobe Bryant posthumously, of course. Uh, great speech by Vanessa Bryant. Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. I mean, just a outstanding class. And next year, um, Chris Bosh, Chris Weber, Paul Pierce, and Ben Wallace. Did you ever watch Ben Wallace's career and say to yourself, now there's a Hall of Famer. Ben Wallace averaged, because I looked whenever I saw uh-huh. this, yeah. 5.7 points oh, per game. I wanted to, I thought he was going to make 9.6 rebounds and 1.3 assists. He didn't even average double-digit rebounds. Blocks? Still. I mean, still, though. Yeah, still. I, no, I'm with, I right. saw that name yesterday. I was a, like, really? A great story. Went to Virginia Union. Played for the, for the bad boys, obviously. Um, or for, pardon me, not the bad boys, but a different version of the Detroit Pistons that got to the NBA title. The Snooze Fest In Pistons, 2004, yeah. yeah. Um, but, Wow. Didn't didn't see that coming. Uh, that kind of surprised me too. I, I guess I don't. I'd have to go back and look at stats too. I, I guess Chris Webber maybe a little surprised me a little bit too. I don't know. Did he have a Hall of Fame career? Bosch went to what eleven All Star games. He, that, he went to way more All Star games than I think people realize. Yeah. Then the attack on two championships in Miami, and then he had to have his career forced, you know, ended early by health issues. So I'm very okay with that one. Webber went. 20.7, 9.8, 4.2 with and throw in a steal and a half and a block and a half a game. Okay. For a career. St- the steal and a half and block and a half. It went from 93-94 season to the 2007-2008 season. So he had some longevity as well. Well, I, I just I was I was fascinated by the difference between and obviously every year is going to be different. It's true in any sport. One year it's just going to be a coalescing of all these greats. You know, one year Deion Sanders and Marshall Falk went in together. You know, there's there's years where it where it just coalesces beautifully. But when I heard that group, I was like, huh? But yeah, I, was, I instantly ran to my computer. When me I heard too. Ben Wallace, I ran to my computer to look at the stats. Me too. I was like, I was like, this just can't. Be. Truthfully, I said, and what you were intimating it, Kelly. Truthfully, I said, Bosch and Wallace. Yeah. But then Bosch has the resume, but Wallace, I'm like, come on. I also think even if you wanted to argue that maybe that Bosch doesn't. 
I, you can't with somebody like that when their career is ended early because of disease stuff that they yes. cannot control. That's correct. I am so okay with you get with You're that 100%. being hundred percent being him, uh, him being hundred percent because you never know what could have been. Right. You know beyond that. That's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, certain teams matter more than others. Apparently, we see that in football too, right? Dan Hampton. Uh, who was a stalwart on the uh, Chicago Bears defensive line for the 85 Bears who won the Super Bowl. Dan Hampton was a Hall of Famer? You know, there's a lot of guys mm-hmm. in different sports like that where you're like, and again, this coming from the fan of a, t- you know, a team like, uh, like Washington, like myself, who always feels like those players get overlooked. So there's a there's a bit of that that goes on with Hall of Fame voting, but uh, congratulations! I didn't mean to to disparage Ben Wallace. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations Sorry, to all of them. We love you, Ben. By the way, love it. again. What a story! What a story! And uh, there is your uh, those are the marquee players in the NBA uh, Hall of Fame for 2021. By the way, Bobby Dandridge in on the Veterans Committee. Bobby D uh, along with Elvin Hayes and Wes Unseld. The 1978 Bullets, the core that won the NBA championship. By the way, I meant what I said. You're not allowed to lead by more than two goals, by, by more than one goal in the hockey playoffs this year. Uh, Carolina was up 2-1. to one. Nashville has scored 2-2. Two to two. No two-goal leads yet in the yeah. postseason. 2-2 two to two in both of the hockey games. We'll come back. Uh, still more time. I've got to update these baseball games, see how the Yankees bet is going for these gentlemen in-game right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VEASAN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Gil. Thank you, Danielle. Um, your Yankees in-game bets, gentlemen. Apparently, you have a bet against Cy Young, Jordan Lyles tonight. Yeah, apparently. And whoever the third baseman is for the Rangers has just made like two amazing plays in a row. Three to one Rangers. By the way, the uh, Garrett Cole streak did end. It did end. He mm. walked Joey Gallo, but he got to sixty, I believe, in a row. Sixty strikeouts before uh, without a walk until he issued his first walk. A major league baseball record beating. Uh, the record that was established earlier this year by Corbin Burns. Uh, do you know who was in uh, third and fourth place uh, that Corbin Burns and now Garrett Cole eclipsed? Nolan Ryan. Incorrect, but a fine guess no matter what the baseball That's picture question is. Kurt Schilling and Greg Maddox were the fourth and third in that list. It's kind of like my go-to, like Wilt is with any NBA uh, historical. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain. Nolan Ryan, Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> I was like, who uh, who had the most assists in a game? You're like, Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> but, by the way, I know we weren't talking about this on air, but yeah. just uh, diving more into this box score of the game you were saying was the greatest NBA, uh, NBA oh. comeback of all time. How about uh, the 76ers in this game? What was it? Round 1, 1986 playoffs. Can I, can I explain how we got to this? Yes. Sorry. All right. So we were having the Hall of Fame conversation. And I can't remember what it was. Oh, you were saying something about a guy playing on a certain team. Oh, we were talking about Ben Wallace again off air. 
And I, and I said that's why I made the point that it really does matter to these voters what team you played for, right? Because you guys were saying, well, if Ben Wallace got those stats, Rudy Gobert is a surefire Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. By his numbers, by the standards. But because Wallace played for that 2004 Pistons team, which upset the Lakers, remember, uh, in five games, the Chauncey Billups Pistons, um, he, get, he, he got into the Hall of Fame largely based on that championship. And so the reason I made that point is because when Bill Simmons used to be the Boston sports guy, and he was wildly entertaining, but he had a question. He was like, what's the greatest NBA comeback of all time? And I actually emailed Bill Simmons, and he wrote me back. And this was years and years and years ago. And I said it was when the Washington Bullets, game one, first round playoffs, 1986, were up against the Moses Malone, Dr. J, Charles Barkley Sixers. And the Bullets scored the last 17 points of the game, the last 347 of the game, three minutes and 47 seconds, to beat them by a point. And you know what Bill Simmons wrote me back? He said, nah, some teams are more important than others. <laughs> so one, so <laughs> how arrogant, and two, I never forgot it. <laughs> and three, you know what? He you. was right. Uh, the I, couple I, this box score is beyond fascinating. To how the game has changed, right? Yeah. Uh, we've is that a Rangers home run? That's a Rangers home run. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Is that Calhoun? That is Calhoun. Four to one Rangers solo shot. He doubled off of him earlier, so he he's uh, he's he's got Cole tonight for and sure. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question about this before you go back to that story. Kelly. Yeah. So guys in baseball who have amazing strikeout to to walk rates historically. Cliff Lee did this about 10, 11 years ago. Jeff Samarja did it with the Giants a few years ago, too. But Cliff Lee, 10 or 11 years ago, I believed as a handicapper, became so enamored with his strikeout-to-walk rate that he started grooving the baseball. And so you could fade Cliff Lee at unbelievable prices when he was having this unbelievable thing. And I'm wondering, just watching Garrett Cole tonight, Garrett Cole is one of the elite pitchers in baseball. I'm not taking anything away from him. But do these guys become so enamored with this streak, right, in the case of Corbin Burns, in the case of Garrett Cole, that at some point they do everything humanly possible not to walk batters and end up grooving balls instead? Yeah, it is interesting. You're right. I mean, if they're thinking about it, that's what's going to naturally end up happening, right? You know, it, it, is, it, it is interesting. It would take an amazing person not to have it in their head at any time. You're, you're smiling because you're still looking at that box I'm still looking at this box score. I'm sorry. Okay, so it's Charles Barkley real quick in the game. 26.22 yeah. rebounds, nine assists, four steals, <laughs> one block. Amazing. Okay? At six foot six. At six foot six. Now, would anybody like to guess how many total threes were attempted in this game? Oh. How the days have changed. Oh, yeah. So Dudley, Dudley Bradley won it with a three that banked in. Okay, good to know. At the buzzer. Um, so that's one. Besides that, how many did you say? I'm going to say 11. I'm going to say seven total threes. Uh, there was nine attempted, three made. Three made. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I would be, and Price is Right rules, I lose. Yep, you're over. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Price is right so, rules, yeah, no, that, that was the game then. Like, the 76ers, they, they lose that game. Barkley has that line. Oh, the whole team 0 for 3 from 3. Yeah, it was just an off game for the doctor. It was an off game for Moses. But Barkley was, like, carrying them on, on his back. And, again, they were crushing him. Yeah, you remember it spot on, yeah. Irving they were four for 16 from the field. I'll, I'll I know, uh, here's why I remember it. Because I, I was a kid and was, I was a Bullets fan and was screaming, going nuts. And my dad got so mad at me for making all that noise. Stop talking. Stop screaming. 
What are you screaming like an animal? So that was that's how I remember that. But it was it was, incre- it was incredible. So yeah. I, I I don't remember a lot of these. So I guess Charles Barkley also probably set the NBA record for most amount, amount of nicknames because I, I go to basketball reference. Can I, I'll give you some. So so he's. They look, you know, six foot six, two hundred fifty-two pounds, and then they have like nicknames. Of course, we know Sir Charles oh, and the I Round Mountain I mean, Rebound. I, round I would have said the Round Mountain Rebound. That's the rebound. only right. one I know. Yeah, Sir Charles and the Round Mountain Rebound, right? Okay. The Chuckster, the Chuck Wagon, the Prince of Pizza, what? The Incredible Bulk, <laughs> the Leaning Tower of Pizza, <laughs> Bread Truck, Love Boat, Love the boat. Crisco Kid. What? Oh, yeah. nice. Tons of fun in the good time blimp. These are all listed, and I'm like, no one called him the good time blimp. Who wrote this? No one called him the good time blimp. So the worst one was the chuck wagon. Was that what you said? Like, what is, I don't even get that. Oh, man. The chuck wagon. Anyways, here's our quick uh, golf one done from the weekend where uh, Matt Uh, just dominated. Matt dominated. Daniel Berger was up there on the leaderboard, and Scotty Scheffler was not, pretty much. Could you repeat, for those who missed the first hour, uh, Matt, how brutal of a beat this was for you, this tournament? It was pretty, it was pretty gross. I had, uh, I had Daniel Berger, T3. I had Patrick Kazire, T3. And I also had Sam Burns, who was second outright. Oh, so I had. Oh, uh, my God. And I only made five outright bets, and three of them finish in the top three. Um, but that wins you no money. Zero dollars and zero cents. A fine pat on the back you get, Gil. Well, I, I let me be the first to pat you on yeah, the back. You get a fine pat on the back, but you leave with no extra money. That is for sure. KH Lee uh, gets it done. It was, uh, it, was a, it was a brutal weekend watching watching golf. But, uh, you know, people. if you want to look at the positivity, we're hashtag positivity around here. Yeah. Why are you looking at me? It's, I'm not usually... Um, Am I usually the positive one? Kyung Hoon Lee, 200 to 1. Do you know who had him? The aforementioned Jason Weingarten. But Jason, really? but Jason will be the first to admit to you, it's what saved him from having to meet his man for the week. <laughs> so it was a game-saving win for him, if you know what I mean. We'll wrap things up. Giants, one out of way. Come on, Gigantes. It's Beeson's Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now and new customers get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil. Danielle, what were you on the night with your bets? What did you end up? Four and one, five and one, something. Yeah, like that. I did add the Indians and Angels a yes run in the first inning because it was a little bit juice there on the yes. And I told you when I see that, it usually you know means someone's got good info that I don't have to look up now. And that did come home as well. So good lord. Yeah, first innings are going great tonight. But hopefully, again, Diamondbacks Dodgers still to come. Boy, am I glad you didn't bet them on Saturday. <clears throat> oh my God, that would have been your undoing. It would have been another you. yes day. Two good touchdowns for, for the White Sox tonight. Yeah, they're fourteen to one on the Twins. Wow. What's wrong with the Twins? A lot of, I mean, seriously, this, this is just uh, this pitching staff. J.A. Happ, three and two-thirds, six earned. I was so bullish on the Twins before the I season. I was, too. I was, too. Giants come home. They win six to three. So winner video for Young Gill, too. Eh, you don't have to get one, but a win for me. Plus 123. Oh, there you go. Oh, I get the flaming basketball. Count it. Well done. So uh, winners all around. Your Yankees bet still in a hole, down four to one to the Rangers, top of the sixth, one out. Uh, Aaron Judge with a three-two pitch about to come his way. And I'll get back to these hockey games because these are obviously the biggest thing going on tonight, or the hockey postseason. Boston and Washington, two to two, fourteen forty left in the third, um, two to two in the Nashville Carolina game. And it gets back to one of the first things we said to Greg Wyshynski, who was kind enough to join us from ESPN, their senior NHL writer earlier, which is to just bet the dogs in these games. I mean, my goodness, like I, I listen, we don't purport to be hockey experts here, 
But if you're betting, and that's what we're about, we, we're so careful when we make basketball bets or football bets or tennis bets or golf bets to have very clear reasons why we're making the bets we're making. But you know what? Sometimes brain-dead bets aren't yeah. the worst thing in the world. Yeah, no. And I honestly think if you're betting favorites, and it's a small sample size, but this is the case with the hockey playoffs every year. I, yeah, I completely agree with what you're about to say. You just you can't bet favorites on a game to game basis. It's dog or nothing. I mean, none of us like like none of us bet NHL seriously here. So you know, maybe not the right people to ask. But that, that's at least when the playoffs come. That's what I feel. I, it's the only time I actually end up betting NHL every once in a while, and I almost only bet dogs or or in game. I mean, that's to me those are the only way I'll be doing it. Yeah, you can get some juicy in game prices when you're down a goal. And again, we have not had a two goal lead yet in the first. Uh, four-plus games of the postseason. We're about to have five and six here complete in due time. But Boston and Washington right now, two to two, uh, just over 13 minutes left. Boston trying to even up that series at one game apiece. Nashville and Carolina, game one. Danielle, in your little little spreadsheet, May the 17th, mark it down because you will never win a bet faster than you did in the Cleveland Indians. Los I just Angeles added Angels. that one too because you guys are doing the NBA segment. So, I was like, I got nothing to do till so, seven. So listen, you will never <laughs> win a bet quick. The first pitch of the game got hit out of the park. Yeah, I saw that. So wow. So, so there's your there's your fastest. You <laughs> cannot beat the, you, that's your fastest win you will ever have. You cannot it cannot Clock be beat. It. It might Fuck be, it. It, it could be, it could be equaled. It can never be beat. The this very first what, pitch of the entire game got hit up. This is what you need if you don't want to watch a whole baseball game. This is the fastest gratification you're going to get from a baseball game. Rock the red. Things. Cap score. Sorry to interrupt, Daniel. No, you're you know, good. Slow your roll there. Capitals score three to two now in favor of the Washington Capitals. Oh, stolen puck there. Bad, bad pass by the Bruins. Bad mistake in their own end. And uh, Dowd puts it, or no, Dowd with the assist. And uh, the cap's up 3-2 to two there. Bruins now with uh, just under 13 minutes to try to knot that up. Or they're going to be in a 2 nothing hole before you know it in D.C. in that one. I'm trying to think, like, what other, like, what other props, game props you can bet, like, in any sport that would have cashed as quickly as Danielle's just did. Coin toss. Well, I was th- I was thinking that, but that's not even really a part of the sport. Like maybe like first field started. goal made in basketball, you could bet on that, I guess. But the Super Bowl is like, will the first kickoff be a touchback or not? I mean, there's that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but that's not as exciting. No, it's not. no, no. The first pitch of the game getting hit out is a pretty good way. It's to pretty win a awesome. Bet. Yeah, yes, pretty good run. way to win. But Mets that's added it. to that uh, two nothing lead, three nothing now. Top of the eighth over the Braves. They have a. Three pitcher combined one hitter going against the Braves. Oh wow! Right now, well, it's the year of it's the year of that again. The yeah. year of muted run production, and so we've already had four no hitters plus a seven inning no no, and we're only in mid May, and now you have. I mean that that doesn't even that won't even get noticed, right? No. No. A three pitcher one hitter so <laughs> far for the Mets, but that's just the three outcome baseball. You know climate that we live in with the third outcome walk strikeouts and home runs the home run part of that being muted this year so it's like a worst case scenario if you like offensive baseball they'll do something with the balls midseason won't they they we we will come back and something will happen oh yeah something like because if we have to have home runs to have action then they need home runs yeah well like that's just gonna have to happen Aaron Judge had a a two-out double but the uh, Yankees make no noise they go out with a whimper as Jordan Lyles now mid sixth has the Rangers up four to one 
out dueling Garrett Cole. Out dueling one Garrett Cole. And so we do have three first pitches at the top of the hour. If you want to get in here, we have the Tigers and the Mariners. Casey Mize, you say Kikuchi. That is minus 186 on the Mariners and Kikuchi if you want to go that route. If you want to back the Tigers, you can find a plus 165 out there as well. If you want to go Diamondbacks and Dodgers and back Walker Bueller, you're going to have to lay 215 at DraftKings. You can find plus 190 out there on Madison Bumgarner and the Diamondbacks. And then the uh, other 10-10 Eastern, 7-10 Pacific, John Gray and the Rockies against you, Darvish and the Padres. Darvish and the Padres minus 230 at DraftKings right now, plus 195. There is a plus 205 available out there on gray and the Rockies. This is one of those things where, you know, look, I'm looking at these lineups and Gil, you just look down and you see kind of what the Padres are rolling out in this again with all of their, their COVID issues. And it's it, Trent Grisham, Manny Machado definitely hit one and two in that lineup, but then it goes Cronenworth fam, Brian O'Grady, Yurikson Profar is back from his uh, is back from his uh, COVID list stint there. Uh, you got Kim and then Caratini seven and eight. So it is it is a shell of what they normally roll out, and you're getting and you're getting Gray at, at two to Gray in the Rockies at two to one. I, I don't know if I'll pull the trigger before between now and then, but it's getting. It's getting close. Those three games tonight are very similar in the sense that you have these three big favorites, and I wouldn't put a penny on any of them at those prices. Yeah, the Dodgers because they have they're maligned by by yeah. offensive. You know, in their case, it's injuries, not COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So that lineup at north of two dollars, like I would never do that, despite the fact that it's Bueller, Darvish. You just outlined it, and the Padres can't can't lay over two dollars on that depleted lineup. And then Detroit and Seattle, just because Seattle minus 180, I don't think the Mariners should be minus 180 against anybody. Yeah. So that's – dogs are nothing in those three games. Yeah, for sure. It's – it's a, it's. a, I mean, in that Diamondback-Dodgers game, I do have the under in that game because both of the teams have super weak lineups. And the, the Diamondbacks dealing with all kinds of injuries as well. And so, you know, listen, I'm kind of going on the fact here that over the course of the season – one of the, I mean, 22nd in the league in WRC plus for the for the Dodgers against left-handed starters, and um, you look a little bit further. Their ISO is a puny little 129. I mean, it's uh, they've not hit lefties well so far this year, and, and Bumgarner seems to have found something here over the last three or four starts, and so um, Bueller's good and going up against a weak, uh, a super weak Diamondbacks lineup as well. So I took the under seven. I know it's a small number for today today's baseball at seven, but. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the under. Kelly, I know you called me the president of the Iga Sviatek uh, fan club earlier on the show, so I'm going to conclude the show with it as well. There you go. I added to my French Open futures on her. I added a couple more plus 450s and another 4-1. to one, But you can't find her now uh, anywhere close to $5 anymore. The queen of clay, as you said earlier, Danielle. Better to grab that now than in closer to the actual event? I absolutely will. So so my Sviatek, you got to add two more plus 450s and a plus 400. That's... I, I just think she is. Listen, it was thirty-three to one last year. She surprised people. She's not going to surprise anybody this year. Yeah. But what she showed in Italy is that's her surface period, um, and I'm happy to tip the cap to anybody who can beat her. Her on her A game isn't getting beaten. Same thing with Rafael Nadal, by the way, on the uh, on the men's side. Thirteen French Open titles, looking for his fourteenth. 
Uh, I do have some plays on Berrettini and Rude, as you see, just because I love the number. But unlike with Sviatek, I don't actually expect Berrettini and Rude to get there. Sure. Want them to get far, and then I can sort of manage those bets. But with Sviatek, to the promised land. Let's go. DraftKings added college football lines this weekend. Oh. Uh, Bama plus 225 to win it all. Just go ahead and bet it. Just, <laughs> Just go, and go it. ahead. And, there's your, and there's your moment of bet college it. football. Bet it. Yeah. Forget about it. And then when they win the national championship, you go, oh, yeah, I bet them. That's right. That's did, right. Did I'm we, so smart. You know what else DraftKings added? Did we do the Broncos first snap next year? Because they added that. And Teddy Bear, Teddy Bridgewater, and Drew Locke had the same price. Yeah, maybe we'll check it out tomorrow. Yeah, let's check that out tomorrow. Because I think the, uh, the other one I'm noticing on some of the East Coast books, Jordan Clarkson to win sixth man of the year. This picked up on Twitter a bit earlier today. Lots of steam, right? Yeah, there's a lot of steam on Joe Ingles. He was like, Clarkson was like minus 500, I think, over the weekend. He's down to minus 335 at DraftKings at FanDuel. It's even tighter. And votes were due today, correct? Yeah, I'm wondering if, I'm wondering mm. if somebody, somebody mm. knows something. You think LaMelo is a lock for Rookie of the Year? Yeah. No since it came back, I do. Okay. Yeah. We were questioning if he wasn't going to come yeah. back, but since he came back. What's your final call on Coach of the Year? Does Tibbs get it? Tom Thibodeau? He should. I think he should. Quinn Snyder, Monty Williams, or Tom Thibodeau? Should be interesting. Probably be Monty. Probably be. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's all we can do. Good luck with all your bets the rest of the night. We'll talk to you tomorrow night right here on Prime Primetime Action. The Nightcap is next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. 
So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.